0: Well, hello there, it is Memorial Day weekend. And remember, it's about those who gave all so that we can enjoy the freedoms that we have here in America. We're gonna talk about heat stroke and hot cars, all inclusive summer travel. You think your food might be giving you a mood disorder? We're gonna look into that. And it may be hard to say, but we really need to discuss Post-stroke spasticity. Plus, my news friend Alan Spector will join me. We're going to talk to CEO Tony Khan about AEW and the big wrestling event that's going on this weekend. All that and more coming up on this weekend's episode of the Florida Roundtable. Right here on the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. Stay tuned.
1: There's a problem if you drink and drive a boat. It never just affects you. Boating under the influence is illegal and dangerous. Save lives by staying sober. Learn more about Florida's boating laws at myfwc.com. Brought to you by the FWC Division of Law Enforcement.
2: Just three words tell you everything you need to know. They tell you why we employ more than 2,000 workers at our factory in Virginia Beach and why over 10,000 local steel dealers are putting battery power in the hands of Americans. Just three words. Made in America. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. The majority of steel products sold in America are made in America of U.S. and foreign materials. Batteries and chargers are sourced
3: internationally. I'm ready.
0: And I am ready too. Just ready to rush right out of my car. And what's the first thing that you do? You look around the car. No, you do that. You know why? Because it is a terrible thing to leave a child in a hot car or your animal. But tonight we're talking about kids it can cause vehicular heat stroke death we've got some tips for you to save lives so we're gonna talk to dr. Stephen cliff he's a deputy administrator for the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration that's a mouthful welcome to the Florida roundtable dr. cliff
3: well thanks for having me Melissa I appreciate it
0: yeah uh, this is a horrible thing anytime now I've been in the news business for a long time and anytime this story hits the the headlines I just, I can't, I cannot fathom, I cannot understand why it happens. What is the data that telling you about that?
3: Well, as you say, it's very unfortunate and it's a a terrible tragedy. I I can't imagine the pain a caregiver or parent would go through having this happen to them. Since 1998, 906 children have lost their lives in vehicles that got too hot Uh, in Florida uh, in that same time period. 99 children have lost their lives. And while that's decreased a little bit during the pandemic because people were staying at home more uh, that there were three uh, last year uh, in Florida uh, that lost their lives due to heat stroke, but uh, we're concerned as people are starting to think about their new routines and changing things that that this might become more common uh, again in the future.
0: So, as you said, what areas in the country are more obviously prone to the heat stroke and leaving children in their vehicles? Yeah, Florida, we're we're guilty, and it's a horrible thing that we are. It's not it's not a thing that you want to be proud of. Like I said, every time I hear a news story about this, the majority of it is like, oh no, it's another Florida story, and often it's been right here in Central Florida, people, where the uh, Florida Roundtable is based out of. So pediatric heat stroke how paint the scenario how long does it take before a child is in danger what are the temperatures uh, that we uh, that the inside of the car can get to go ahead and just paint that picture for us
3: well anytime the outside temperature is above 57 degrees and the car is left out in the Sun the inside temperatures can get dangerously hot for children Uh, you mentioned Florida and Florida certainly has high daytime temperatures especially starting this time of year through the summer and uh, that, that occurs anytime uh, daytime temperatures are high. But even if a car is in the shade or if it doesn't feel that hot outside, the inside of a vehicle can get dangerously hot for a child. Once a child's core body temperature gets to 104 degrees, it's dangerous. And at 107 degrees, it's lethal. So you should never leave a child unattended. It, the vehicle uh, temperature can increase very, very quickly. We see that In as short as 10 minutes, the vehicle temperature can rise by 20 degrees inside. So if you have outside temperatures in the 80s, you can see that just in a few minutes, it's dangerously hot for a child inside a vehicle.
0: Yeah, see, already in Florida, here in the Orlando area today, we're going to reach a high of around 90 degrees. Might be a slight chance of rain for five minutes. So you leave your kid in the car for 10 minutes. It's no big deal. It's parked under a tree. So those are all misconceptions then, Dr. Cliff?
3: They are. Uh, leaving a window cracked or window down, parking in the shade or under a tree, or it doesn't feel that hot outside. Those are all misconceptions. Any of those cases can result in a child uh, dying due to heat stroke. So we we tell all parents and caregivers, never leave your child alone, unattended, in a vehicle, even for a short period of time. Heat stroke can result very quickly.
0: We're talking to Dr. Stephen Cliff. He's the deputy administrator at the uh, national highway traffic safety administration what are the symptoms of heat stroke
3: a child if they're alert complaining of a headache or uh, dizziness sick to their stomach confused especially grouchy or exhibiting other strange behavior can be warning signs of heat stroke
0: so in the span of 10 minutes folks a car can heat up over 20 degrees hotter that's enough to kill a child that's right Body temperature rises three to five minutes faster than us big people. And within minutes, these kids are vulnerable to a heat stroke. Dr. Stephen Cliff, thank you so much for the information. Noheatstroke.org is where you go if you want to get more on this. Dr. Cliff, thank you so much for joining us today on the Florida Roundtable.
4: Thank you very much for the time. Hey, Bill. How's it going? I'm fine, Bob. I just
2: wish I were ready for mosquito season. Well, that's why I bought Summit Mosquito Dunks. Summit Mosquito Dunks? Yep. They kill the mosquito larvae before they're old enough to bite. How about that? Well, I guess
5: I'm off to the store.
2: Help protect yourself and your family from diseases caused by mosquitoes with Summit Mosquito Dunks. Available at garden centers, hardware stores, and online at SummitResponsibleSolutions.com. That's SummitResponsibleSolutions.com.
1: how you can make the most of your brain as you age at brainhealth.gov.
0: As we wrap up May, I need to let you know it is Stroke Awareness Month. And regardless of what month it is, it should always be stroke awareness time. Earlier this month, we talked about some symptoms and some other stuff regarding stroke is this. Spasticity. Did I do it right, Doctor Bohart? Did I get it right?
6: You got it. Uh, You got it. Hit the nail on the head.
0: There it is. Yeah, and I—I mean, you know me. If you've been listening to Florida Roundtable for a while, you know that occasionally uh, words are hard. (laughs) Uh, But with me right now to represent this whole deal here and talk about Stroke Awareness Month and spasticity. We have uh, Dr. Zachary Bohart. Thank you so much for joining us today, and and thank you for the praise of uh, pronouncing the word right. It means a lot.
7: All right. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate the time.
0: So now that I have conquered spasticity, as uh, how to say it, what is it, please?
7: So spasticity is a condition which results, Uh, frequently from any type of injury or illness to the brain or the spinal cord. Uh, The biggest uh, cause would be a stroke, uh, but certainly cerebral palsy uh, in kids and and adults, uh, multiple sclerosis or spinal cord injury or brain injury. And basically what happens is that certain muscles in the arms and or the legs are involuntarily contracting or tensing up, and it can really result in a prolonged, disabling, and significant impact on a person's independence, uh, their ability to move freely, and an ability for caregivers to care for them as well.
0: Oh, my goodness. So this post-stroke spasticity, what are those symptoms in particular?
7: So so basically what happens, and I'm sure we've all seen people you know, walking down the street or in a mall or in a movie theater where – their elbow is flexed at an angle, Uh, their wrist is kind of curved as well, and their fingers are clasped into a fist. That's caused by spasticity, Uh, and it's really muscle tightness, involuntary muscle tightness, and the same thing can happen in the legs as well. And after a while, it can really become permanent and disabling, and a joint itself can become kind of locked in that position. And so our job as experts in this field is to try to prevent it before that happens.
0: I'm going to throw some facts at you, people. About 25 to 43% of the United States stroke patients are affected by spasticity in the first year post-stroke. How is it diagnosed? I mean, obviously, the symptoms are pretty clear, but how do you get it diagnosed?
7: Well, it's usually diagnosed by someone who is seeing this patient population on a pretty regular basis. Uh, So normally after someone has a stroke, particularly a more severe stroke, they go to physical therapy, they go to rehab, you know, occupational therapy overseen by a neurologist or a physiatrist. They see a primary care doctor. And it's really those of us who are treating this patient population on a regular basis who uh, it's our job to spot it, and if we can't treat it, Then know where to have it treated.
0: We're talking with Doctor Zachary Bohart. He's a specialist in physical medicine and rehabilitation. You focus on orthopedic, electrodiagnostics, and comprehensive spasticity management. I am kicking butt right now, uh, you know, with pronouncing it. it. Um, But these patients, how do we treat uh, them when they have ah, spasticity? How? (laughs) What are the treatment (laughs) options?
7: So so there's many treatment options and the key is to find the you know to tailor the treatment to the patient's needs and the needs are are based on their level of functioning and difficulties that are caused by spasticity with their level of functioning or caregiving from others uh so for example sometimes we just start with physical and occupational therapy to try, to try to uh stretch out the muscles and the joints. And, and that definitely plays a role throughout the, the, the continuum of their care. Uh, but after a while, uh, we, we, we want to prescribe uh treatments such as uh, oral pills, which can help when it's really a mild case of spasticity, it can help a little bit. Uh, but once it really becomes, once spasticity becomes more advanced and really uh, impairing the level of functioning or caregiving, uh, then there are treatments that those of us who are experts in this uh, do all the time, which is injecting medication into the actual muscle that is spastic to try to relax it. Uh, so we have to know which muscle and, and where to put the medication and, and how to get it in there. Uh, and then there's also surgeries as well, uh, which are frequently performed by a, a hand, an orthopedic hand surgeon or an orthopedic foot and ankle surgeon.
0: Spasticity is a condition where certain muscles in the arms and legs involuntarily contract and tense up. And uh, it causes a significant impact on people's ability to move freely about the world. It can hurt the, uh, affect the upper and lower limbs it, it can appear as you said as a bent elbow or wrist a clenched fist a turned in foot or even curled toes and if you don't treat it it can definitely progress and get worse over time now you mentioned caregivers what role do they play when it comes to post-stroke spesis, bah, spasticity they
7: play a tremendous role. Uh you know, there's something called caregiver burnout, uh where, you know, it, it it's really hard Taking care of a loved one who was once your your equal, you know, your husband, your wife, etc., or or, or or your parent, uh, and now all of a sudden you're 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 in the position of being their caregiver, and it can it, it's hard. It's a change in their position in life, uh, and spasticity can certainly lead to more burnout because it just it can make it difficult to clean their hand. It can make it difficult to have them get dressed. It can make it difficult for them to go out to dinner with you at night and. And, and sit in a chair comfortably, it can really impair the the basic functioning in our life. And it's, it's my job to try to make that easier.
0: Uh, I think right now you're making it a lot easier for people to understand what's going on. And our listeners probably, if they have a loved one or they themselves might be suffering spasticity, uh, what advice do you have for them? My
7: biggest piece of advice is, and this is true with all things in medicine, is that the earlier those of us who treat it see it, the better. If we wait too long, a joint will become contracted and fused and basically stuck in that position, and then the treatment becomes a lot more difficult. Uh, The earlier we treat it, the earlier we see it, the better the outcomes, and really the simpler the treatment for the patient
0: Again, May is Stroke Awareness Month, but I believe that every day should be Stroke Awareness Month. What are some of the things that we should look for post-stroke with regards to are we leading into spasticity or any other effects that may happen?
7: Well, I mean, there's a, there's a great website called uh, don't, speci- don't take It's one word, and it really gives a whole bunch of really good resources on where to seek treatment, how to seek treatment, uh, who to look for,
0: and what to look for as well. Perfect. Don't take spasticity.com I love it so people out there if you're frustrated you're living post stroke spasticity and you're struggling to find a treatment for yourselves that'll work Don't be frustrated go to this website don't take spasticity.com dr. Zachary Bohart I gotta thank you for well and I guess really enlarging my vocabulary once again and for also (laughs) bringing awareness to this uh, which I think a lot of people were not aware of at this moment and uh, it's very important don't take spasticity.com again dr. Zachary Bohart thank you so much for joining us today on the Florida Roundtable thank you so much You're listening to the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. At this time during the Florida Roundtable, we'd like to take a moment to listen to one of the best speeches ever from Memorial Day weekend. President Reagan commemorating those Americans who willingly sacrificed their lives for their country. This is from the Memorial Day Ceremonies held at the Arlington National Cemetery, May 31st, 1982.
8: In America's cities and towns today, flags will be placed on graves and cemeteries. Public officials will speak of the sacrifice and the valor of those whose memory we honor. I have no illusions about what little I can add now to the silent testimony of those who gave their lives willingly for their country. Words are even more feeble on this Memorial Day, for the sight before us is that of a strong and good nation that stands in silence and remembers those who were loved and who in return loved their countrymen enough to die for them. Yet we must try to honor them, not for their sakes alone, but for our own. And if words cannot repay the debt we owe these men, surely with our actions, we must strive to keep faith with them and with a vision that led them to battle and a final sacrifice. Our first obligation to them and ourselves is plain enough. The United States and the freedom for which it stands, the freedom which they died, must endure and prosper. Their lives remind us that freedom is not bought cheaply. It has a cost. It imposes a burden. And just as they, whom we commemorate, were willing to sacrifice, so too must we, in a less final, less heroic way, be willing to give of ourselves. Each died for a cause he considered more important than his own life. Well, they didn't volunteer to die. They volunteered to defend values for which men have always been willing to die if need be, the values which make up what we call civilization, and how they must have wished, in all the ugliness that war brings, that no other generation of young men to follow would have to undergo that same experience. As we honor their memory today, let us pledge that their lives, their sacrifices, their valor shall be justified and remembered for as long as God gives life to this nation. And let us also pledge to do our utmost to carry out what must have been their wish, that no other generation of young men will ever have to share their experiences and repeat their sacrifice. Earlier today, with the music that we have heard and that of our national anthem, I can't claim to know the words of all the national anthems in the world, but I don't know of any other that ends with a question and a challenge as ours does. Does that flag still wave or the land of the free and the home of the brave? That is what we must do
0: Let's remember our fallen service members with pride this Memorial Day weekend. Thank you from the Florida Roundtable.
2: Life happens. Getting married, moving, new baby, loss of health insurance. If you had a life-changing event, you may qualify for a special enrollment period in the health insurance marketplace. Visit healthcare.gov and see if you qualify. Need help? A navigator from Covering Florida can help you through the process and find the best plan for you and your family. Visit coveringflorida.org or call 1-877-813-9115 to make an appointment assistance is always free and confidential
1: if you're a diabetic we have great news you can end the painful finger sticks with a new cgm plus they may be covered by medicare medicaid or private insurance if you test and inject daily you may qualify Call US
4: Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. 513 1652 That's 800-513-1652. Hi,
9: I'm Johnny Erickson Tata. Growing up with a brother with autism, Sarah Crump witnessed firsthand how kids with disabilities felt left out by their peers. It's why at the age of 15, Sarah approached her cheerleading coach, with an idea to include girls with disabilities on her school's cheer team. Well, what started out as an inclusive high school cheer team in a small town in Iowa has led to what is now known as Sparkle Effect, a thriving nonprofit with over 180 cheer teams across the United States, bringing students with and without disabilities together through cheerleading. The result? More confidence, higher grades, and better school attendance for kids with disabilities. And for those without a disability, new friends and a greater empathy. You wanna learn more? Well, visit disabilitycampaign.org where we have posted a link to the fabulous work known as the Sparkle Effect. We're here early before they wake up. We stay late, we stay informed,
5: To learn more, visit HUD.gov slash fair That's HUD.gov slash fairhousing. Or call one 800 669 9777 one 800 669 9777 A public service message from HUD in partnership with the National Fair Housing Alliance.
0: Welcome to Florida Roundtable. It's Melissa Fox and Now, I know lately the food prices have been giving us all, you know, depression, but but the topic (laughs) today is food actually giving you a mood disorder. I don't mean buying it, I mean some stuff that you eat, I'm pretty sure. Dr. Colreet Chandri is with us today. Hello, Dr. Colreet. welcome to the show. Hello, Melissa. Thank you so much. I know I started off a little bit odd on that, but in (laughs) reality, we are actually talking about your diet. So let's get to it. Talk to us. How does the diet affect the mood?
11: Well, you know, we have increasing research on the impact of the gut microbiome on your overall health, but particularly your mental health. And what that means is that the bacteria and other organisms that live in your gut directly influence the brain. And even though we are just learning about this now, the ancient science of Ayurveda, which was the medical system in India for thousands of years, discusses this in depth
0: about how food affects mood. Now, I know there's a lot of talk about juicing and raw food diets and vegan diet, for that matter, but it's not for all of us. What kind of a diet would you suggest for most people?
11: So in Ayurveda, everything is determined by your dosha. And dosha is your mind-body type, and there's three, vata, pitta, and kapha. And each one has unique characteristics as well as unique food needs.
0: Mm. All right, let's talk about vatas first. What kind of a food personality is that?
11: Oh, I like that. I like using food personality. So vatas tend to be smaller build, and they have you know lots and lots of creative energy. They're oftentimes the artist. But when they get out of balance, they can tend towards things like anxiety, constipation, and insomnia. And so Vata individuals do absolutely wonderful with cooked vegetables, cooked meats, warm food, foods that are unctuous, which means have healthy fats in them, like using cooking oils like ghee. And for a Vata individual... Drinking cold foods or eating a raw diet is disastrous. Eating those kinds of food can actually lead to anxiety. So, you know, many of the individuals might go on a raw food diet thinking, hey, I'm going to feel great. And they may initially, because of course it's a cleaner diet, but over time they'll notice that I'm not sleeping as well, I'm you know, having more irregularities with my digestion, and that they will actually begin to develop anxiety because of that diet, even though it's a seemingly healthy diet.
0: Wow! So vatas, you res- you kind of uh, make resemble the roadrunner, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Just checking. Uh, now, That's what about exactly right? What about the pitas? How about those folks, the so, fire and water folks?
11: People, yes, they're fiery. And so pitta are more medium build. They tend to be very muscular. Um, They're very goal-directed. You know, we kind of refer to them sometimes as, like, the type A personality. And when they're in balance, they're extremely driven. When they're out of balance, they can develop a lot of the itises, a lot of the inflammatory conditions. They can have rashes, and they can really develop issues around anger, And so they do really well with cooling foods. So we're talking about green leafy vegetables, except for spinach. Spinach is the only one that's a little heating. Hmm. But they do well with things like um, melons or drinking coconut water. And coconut oil is a great oil to cook for them. Now, when Pitta eats things that are heating, like spicy foods or fermented foods or or drinking um, heating drinks like kombucha or alcohols, they tend to get out of balance. So again, even though fermentation is the craze, if Pitta individuals have too much fermented foods, it will result in issues like anger, frustration, and irritation just because of what they're eating.
0: And the final dosha type, the kaphas? So the kaphas, Kaphas, these are the
11: largest built of the doshas And they have very, very good stamina. They have pretty steady energy, and they don't get kind of flustered easily. So they're pretty steady, even people. And for Kafas, a vegan diet is ideal. Staying away from dairy, minimizing sugar, and not eating a lot of meat keeps Kafa in balance. But when they err on the side of eating, you know, heavier foods like dairy and meat, then they can be proposed. Predisposed to conditions like obesity, diabetes, formation of tumors, and it can actually result
0: in depression. Ooh, ooh. We're talking to Dr. Cole Reed Chaudhry, a neurologist, a neuroscientist, and internationally recognized as an expert in the ancient practice of Ayurveda. Did I say that one right? You came very close. It's Ayurveda. Okay, Ayurveda. Okay, I'm getting better with this pronunciation. You're getting a lot better. It is not. It's not my high area in the marks. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we're talking with Dr. Colreet Chaudhry, and um, yeah, foods definitely make a difference. And as you just learned, there are three dosha types or body types. You got vatas, Pitta, Kapha. Yeah. You got it. All right. And there are some stuff that can help you when you get out of balance, regardless of your body uh, and nutrition type, like uh, spices and herbs. They can help out. Absolutely. And so there's spices and herbs that we call
11: tri And what that means is that they balance all of the doshas. And so before you even get into learning your doshas, which I highly recommend because it gives you a prescription for how to do everything in life, But before you get into that, if you want to just start like, okay, let me take some simple steps in Ayurveda, this is where you want to begin. So first, one of my favorite herbs is triphala. It's spelled T-R-I-P-H-A-L-A. And it's actually just made out of three berries. I actually grew up eating one of those berries as a pickle on my kitchen table. So a lot of the the medicines in Ayurveda are food-based. And Trifla, you take 1,000 to 2,000 milligrams at bedtime, and this helps to clear the digestive system of accumulated toxins. And when you have a clean gut, you have a smart brain. And so that's why I love starting with this. Another great start is to make a digestive tea. It's made out of three seeds. So, again, you can just go to your kitchen for this. It's made out of cumin seeds, coriander seeds, and fennel seeds. And start with either a half a teaspoon to a full teaspoon of each of the seeds, depending on how strong you want it. Boil it in four to five cups of water for about 10 minutes. And then strain out the seeds. Put it in a thermos and sip it throughout the day. This is also tri which means it balances all three doshas. And again, it targets removing the toxins from the gut in particular. But it actually helps to detoxify the whole
0: body. Wow. That is Some really cool stuff we're learning here. Uh, I got a question, though. When did you go from being a traditional medical doctor to being an expert in Ayurveda medicine?
11: (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I mean, I wish I could say it was a thoughtful, conscious effort, but the switch came when I developed migraine headaches as a neurologist, and I couldn't treat my own migraine headaches. You know, until then, I was perfectly happy with Western medicine. I was happy being in my little lane, you know, doing the same thing that every other neurologist was doing, and then I became a patient, and the medications were honestly worse than the headaches, and so I was stuck. So I turned to Ayurveda, and within three months, my headaches were gone. I had lost 10 pounds. My energy had tripled, and I had more clarity than I had had in decades. And that's when I realized the importance of the gut-brain connection because everything I was prescribed was aiming at fixing my gut. And so once I realized, you know, that I could actually cure my own migraine headaches in three months from changing the way I ate and doing things specifically for my dosha, I, you know, I couldn't go back to my patients and give them the old way of doing things where it was just prescribing pills. I had to give them the same solutions that helped me.
0: Tell me, though, is there a spice or perhaps an herb um, that's legal that can keep me in a good mood?
11: (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Absolutely. One of my favorite herbs for that is ashwagandha. And, you know, a lot of people are hearing more and more about ashwagandha, and it's because it's the mood stabilizer. It's the anti-stress herb, and it not only balances your mood, but it helps to reduce food cravings. And so just with 500 milligrams of ashwagandha twice a day that's a really low starting dose, that will automatically give you an improvement in your mood, reduce your sweet cravings, and just make you feel more even throughout the day. There's so many herbs like this in Ayurveda, and they don't just target one thing. You know, it's not like, oh, okay, my mood feels better. You're going to notice multiple different benefits like, oh, my energy is more stable as well. And you know what? I'm actually sleeping better. And that's the advantage of approaching life, you know, in balance through Ayurveda. You get so many benefits from a single habit.
0: Wow, this is uh, great information. I think there's no misconception about any of your medicine, uh, especially the Ayurveda, though. I was going to ask, and then I'm like, oh, this all makes perfect sense. But if some of the listeners want to go out there and find more information about their dosha and uh, Ayurveda, where would they go? Just go to the website, Dr. K. Chadley,
11: so D R, then the letter K, and then my last name, C H A U D H A R Y dot com and we have a dosha quiz there and there's several articles about Ayurveda and different herbs and more information about how to approach the doshas
0: that's perfect Dr. Colreet Chaudhry thank you so much for talking about our doshas and all this wonderful information that you brought to us yeah food affects your mood not just the prices but the food itself thanks for joining us today on the Florida Roundtable
2: Hey, Florida, we know you love getting out on the water. But do you know what to wear when you're out there on the water? A life jacket, of course. And whether you're fishing, skiing, sailing, or just cruising the water, there's a perfect life jacket designed for you and your activity. Always check the label to make sure your life jacket is U.S. Coast Guard approved. Then try it on to make sure it fits properly. And then wear it. Life jackets save lives. Visit wearitflorida.com to learn more. That's wearitflorida.com.
5: Motorists, bicyclists, and motorcyclists all have the right to be on the road and travel safely drivers watch out for bicyclists and give them three feet of clearance always be on the lookout for motorcycles and never attempt to share a lane with one drive cautiously around large buses and trucks and remember to never cut in front of them since they can't stop as quickly when we're on the road together safety is a shared responsibility a message from the florida department of highway safety and motor vehicles life can
1: be full of risks
5: life happens getting married moving new baby loss of health insurance if you've had a life-changing event you may qualify for a special enrollment period in the health insurance marketplace visit healthcare.gov and see if you qualify need help a navigator from covering florida can help you through the process and find the best plan for you and your family visit coveringflorida.org or call 877-813-9115 to make an appointment assistance is always free and confidential
0: it's the florida round table and summer travel i'll bet it's on a lot of your agendas uh-huh and with that in mind we're gonna talk with the man yes svp of commercial services for america's hyatt hotels we've got Assad ahmed on the phone hey welcome to the show how you doing
12: good morning melissa wonderful to be with you
0: yeah so let's talk a little bit about some travel questions here Uh, seriously what kind of trends are we seeing when it comes to looking ahead for summer travel
12: well Melissa, we're really very excited about what we're seeing as we are embarking upon the summer travel season I think that a couple of things I'll share with you is first the demand is strong we're really excited that people seem to be interested to get out and about experience all that uh, our markets have to offer. We see that when you compare to 2019, whether you look at Memorial Day, Fourth of July, or Labor Day, demand is up by between 15 and 25%. And when you look at resort destinations, it's almost double what we were seeing same time in 2019. And in addition to that, folks are booking further out. So to see folks already planning the Fourth of July or um kind of the bookend of summer travel with Labor Day. We're really, really excited about that um that folks are really planning ahead and, and that the demand is so strong.
0: What do you see, Asad? What are some of the most popular hotels that are already being booked out?
12: Well we're we're seeing a few things, Melissa. We're seeing that you know the um resort destinations are strong. So whether you look at kind of Mexico, the Caribbean, many of the markets there in Florida as well. Um, we're seeing that folks are booking um, those destinations. And we're really excited as you look at some of those markets in Mexico and the Caribbean, in particular, where we've just launched our inclusive collection, that we've got great all inclusive opportunities in many of those markets for folks to take advantage of. That really takes a lot of the stress out of the planning and being on site when you're on vacation. Um, and then we're also seeing great recovery with many of our urban markets. So whether you're looking at New York Chicago Austin Texas many markets like that around the country Um, recovery is strong in those markets and we're seeing similar uh, booking trends to what I mentioned earlier across many of the urban destinations also
0: we're talking to Assad Ahmad and he is telling us about all kinds of stuff summer travel now you did mention all-inclusive vacation packages what should travelers look for when they are trying to get into the all-inclusive deals
12: Well, the first thing is just really the ease and simplicity of all-inclusive travel. So when you're booking your stay right up front at the booking process, there's so much that you're able to package and put together in terms of the overall experience. So that from the moment that you land in destination, pick up at the airport, getting to the hotel, all your activities on property, whether you're getting away for a long weekend or you're going for a week-long holiday, whether you're going adults-only with friends or with family. There's so many variations on what we can deliver in terms of the on-property experience. And then if you've got time when you're in destination, our hotel teams are able to really curate those local market experiences as well so that you have a great relaxing time when you're in the hotel enjoy wonderful food and beverage experiences but also have the opportunity to get out and experience a little bit of the destination that you're in so the ease and simplicity um, of of all of that planning and everything when you're at destination is what we really love about the all-inclusive travel opportunities
0: it sounds fantastic how about some tips though just to share for the travelers who are looking to get the most out of their summer vacation
12: Well, first of all, as I mentioned earlier, demand is strong, so you want to book early. Get on to hyatt.com slash offers, and you're going to see lots of great um, information about many of our brands, many of our destinations, and how you can take advantage of of what you want to do this summer. We also, for our members, our World of Hyatt loyalty members, have some great opportunities at our participating all-inclusive hotels, where you can get 5,000 bonus points for stays more than three nights so you have an opportunity to really enjoy a wonderful vacation get some great value um, and be rewarded for those stays along the way as well but book now book early mm-hmm. book
0: often book early book now that's the word I hear you hey again I know you already mentioned for more information you want to drop that website one more time for me son
12: absolutely Hyatt.com slash offers is where you can go to find out about our brands our offers and to plan your summer travel
0: Fantastic. Asad Ahmad, thank you so much for joining us today, and I hope everyone enjoys their summer travel. And thank you. Thank you. You're listening to the Florida Talk and Entertainment Network. Hi, Melissa. How are you? It's the Florida... Yep. Oh, oh, hang on. Hang on. It's the Florida round Table. He's so anxious to get on and talk yeah. about AEW. Melissa Fox and my good friend and news cohort, Alan Spector, along with Tony Khan. Hi, Tony. We got the big AEW Big Show Series live stuff coming up. Alan, you have questions for Tony.
1: Well, first, tell us what's coming up, Tony. We need to know. AEW.
6: AEW Double or Nothing on Sunday on Pay-Per-View It's the biggest event of the year. It's the three-year anniversary of the launch of AEW. We're back where we started it all in Las Vegas, Nevada. And it's just going to be the biggest night of pro wrestling you could ever imagine on Memorial Day Sunday. Uh, We always try to make Double or Nothing a big event. And this year, we've made it more special than ever with the biggest main event we've ever had. We got the world champion Hangman Page and he's going to defend the title against the number one contender, one of the biggest stars in all of pro wrestling, and just a huge, 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 huge coup to get this guy back in pro wrestling. And I'm talking about CM Punk. Right. And starting at the top with Hangman versus CM Punk, we just got a great card of wrestling matches.
1: As you mentioned, Tony, three years into AEW, has it lived up to your expectations or even exceeded them at this point?
6: Yeah, it's definitely exceeded all expectations. I think we, we were hoping to build a great audience. And not only have we had a great audience for these past three years for Dynamite on TBS on Wednesday nights and Rampage on TNT on Friday night. But man, uh, our pay-per-view audience just keeps growing and it's thanks to great fans like you. And also thanks to the great media that have given us a chance to go out and promote AEW. So thanks for having me on to, talk about what we're doing and how we're spreading the show to wrestling fans all over the country and all over the world because AEW is in 130 countries now just in three years. Pretty cool.
1: Well, thank you for joining us, Tony. Tony Khan with AEW. Got to ask you, Tony, one of the guys who helped build AEW over the past few years has gone back to his old home. I'm talking about Cody Rhodes. What was your reaction to that?
6: Well, you know, I've always liked Cody a lot and he was a big part of the early shows in AEW. And I think in pro wrestling, you're going to see wrestlers go back and forth. There's been a lot of free agency and we lost stars and and also brought in a lot of big stars. And I think our pay-per-view audience has continued to grow. Our ratings have gone up year over year and I work in sports. So, uh, You know, every year with free agency, you tend to see in football, sometimes a lot of big stars will move into a team, and that might mean a star could leave a team. And, you know, we've had transitions, but uh, Cody's been a great part of our success and I've always wished him the best. And now we're looking ahead to our biggest event here in AEW.
1: Yeah, and talking about potential free agents, uh, your own Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, Uh, has said uh, she wouldn't mind wrestling Sasha Banks, who, along with Naomi, seems to be in limbo at the other company.
6: Well, you know, I can't comment on uh, other people's wrestlers that work at other companies, but (laughs) certainly here in AEW, Dr. Britt Baker is one of the top stars, and she picked up a big win last night on AEW Dynamite on TBS, advancing to the finals of the Owen Hart tournament. So she's going to wrestle this weekend at Double or Nothing. Uh, We'll find out who her opponent is. And, you know, you never know in the future who could be her opponents.
0: Mm -hmm. Most definitely. The All Elite Wrestling Heads West. It's a huge week of events. The AEW Double or Nothing. Thank you so much, CEO, GM, head of creative for AEW, Tony Khan, and Ellen Spector for joining us today on the Florida Roundtable.
9: Kids are amazing. And at Florida KidCare, we think their health care should be amazing, too. That's why millions of Florida's kids from birth through the end of age 18 get their health and dental insurance for free or at a low cost. And your child can, too. Apply today at FloridaKidCare.org or 1-888-540-KIDS. That's 1-888-540-5437.
10: You may think what knowing Christ means. So let me tell you what knowing Christ doesn't mean. I love to read biographies. At the end of each great biography, I feel like I know the person. Yet I've never met Churchill or Lincoln or Steve Jobs, so in reality, I only know about them. Most people know a lot about Jesus, but that doesn't mean they know Him personally. So how can you know Him personally? Through God's Word, you can know Him. But even Scripture without faith is just knowing about it. Have the faith to ask Christ to come into your heart and be your Savior. Then you'll get to know Him. And through prayer, talking with Him, and listening to Him through reading His Word, you get to know Him. Do you know Jesus or just know about it? Really knowing Him is life-changing. This is Bryant Wright, speaking right from my heart.
11: For devotions, visit rightfromtheheart.org.
10: A public service message from the National Pest Management Association.
0: As we wrap up this week's Florida Roundtable, a prayer for Memorial Day weekend. For those who have sacrificed their lives so that we may be free, we remember you, we honor you, we love you, and we humbly thank you for your service. A simple thank you is not enough for all that you've endured. We pray that you live on through the loving memories shared by your family and loved ones. We pray that the strife, battles, and wounds of war be calmed for eternity in God's loving grace. May you find rest at last and know that those left behind cherish your spirit, honor your commitment, send their love, and will never forget your sacrifice. Thank you.
2: You've been listening to the Florida Roundtable, a news and public affairs presentation of the Florida News Network. The views and opinions expressed during this program are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the views of this station's management, ownership, or sponsors. For questions or comments, write to FloridaRoundtable at FNNOnline.net.